Yes, yes, yes. And so today we are getting into the topic of being black in the medical field. So I as well am a registered nurse. I'm sure you have guys have heard me complain along the way <laughs> to being a nurse. So that's what we're talking about. But before we get into that, we're going to start with our donuts and tequila. So, for those of you that don't know, our donuts and tequila are our highs and lows of the week, the day, whatever we want to talk about. Donut is something sweet that's happened, something good that's happened to you. Tequila is something not so sweet, even though some people do love tequila, like myself. <laughs> so, you going to let them know that every week? Every week! In case somebody hears that, I'm like, oh, let's send them some tequila. <laughs> sponsors. Well, you know, you never know. We might blow up and tequila want to sponsor. Right. Yeah. You know? Don't anyway, we're going to go ahead and let our guest start it off. So, what's your donut in tequila? So, my donut would be the fact that I helped, you know, a poor lady this week. She was really bad. Her mouth was, like, really bad. And I just worked for free, but I felt, you know, gratitude from it. My tequila would be the crazy patient that came in over the week and just started cussing me out. (laughs) 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 Work that was done last week, but uh, she got a bill for it, and I got cussed out. But, you know, I'm not even going to go there. But overall, it was a great week. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you had a good week overall. And that wasn't nice to curse her out, whoever you are. Okay, go ahead, Kayla. 
All right. Um, so my donut for this week is that I was able to go home before, you know, the gas prices started uh, mm. getting a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tequila for this week is the gas prices. <laughs> I paid three sixty two a gallon. <laughs> And I'm still not over it. So that's my tequila for this week. I don't blame you. I feel that. That was, ooh, it's ghetto here. It hurt. Well, you go, you're kind of against. I'm against in my own. Because we're talking about, okay. Anyway. Sure. Um, (laughs) Go ahead, Joan. She's going to be answering questions. That's what I meant. Um, So, hmm, tequila. Mm. No tequila. Good. Well, no tequila. Huh. Damn. <laughs> Not a big one, but the right. new shorts that I ordered—they're mm. like black jean shorts, but they fit and everything. It's just that they I have a lot of no. They have like a lot of lint and hair. Like it picks up everything easily. Oh. So it's just like, I mean, yeah. that's just black in general. That's yeah, like, that's what I, said. I mean, my other black jeans—they don't really pick up, or at least you don't see it. So it was like, okay, great. But I and they were black shorts. And I was like, okay. They're black so jean a, shorts that you wear? Yeah, just regular black, black jeans. shorts. And so that was like a little annoying after that spent money on it. Mm. Um, donuts. I'm seeing some progress in my goal with uh, my weight. And so I'm feeling very excited about that. Okay. Um, we love to see it. <laughs> now we love to see it. I had another one and I forgot. Shit. Okay, but that'll be it. It's fine. Okay. Albert? Um, donut, I got verified at work which basically means i can move about the workspace by myself um and i helped a lady who was having a bad day even though she was going to dialysis Mm -hmm. um i don't have a tequila for this week why you say something grudging? Right, like, because like, damn, I should have a tequila. I mean, I do have a tequila because I it's men. Fuck them. But hey, I'm sorry. I'm already the big F word. <laughs> and it wasn't for me. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> it's my first one. Surprise, Actually. surprise. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I said this last time but i made it to my first year of grad school if i didn't um so that's hella exciting Um, (laughs) so i have a little bit of free time until summer term starts um but that shouldn't be stressful and then uh i don't think i have a ticket either life's now that school is over life has been pretty decent That's nice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so I guess a donut for me would be no, sorry, my tequila. A tequila would be work <laughs> per usual. I do talk about this often, but like work is just aggravating the life out of me. Um, you know, it's just the atmosphere trying to get through it. It's not so much a new place anymore. But just, mm. just working with different personalities, <laughs> taking me a while. And my donut would be that it is Nurses Week. Woo! <laughs> and this is yes, and this is myself and Kayla's 
first yes. nurses week ever. And it's just nice to have something like that. I I went to Dunkin' Donuts and got a free coffee. I didn't expect sure did. them to give sure it to me did. for free. I thought there was a catch. And they were just like, they don't the price. Right. The lady said the price. And I was just like, I didn't think she heard me. I'm nervous. <laughs> but I have I'm a nurse. Okay, it's going to be three something. I'm oh, okay. Right. I had on my badge and she just handed it to me. And I was just like, this feels like stealing. <laughs> but it wasn't. And then like a whole bunch of other places, like they've been giving discounts and free stuff. So that's been pretty exciting. And, you know, we got our little, um, our little souvenirs from work. So yeah, that was cute or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> I am really excited that that was this week. So as I said, those are donuts and tequilas. Definitely make sure if you have the chance to comment your donuts and tequilas because we want to hear from you. We want to hear about your highs and lows and how your life is going in general because we care. All right, so let's get into it. So like I said, um. Today, we're just talking about what it's like being black in the medical field. And so, uh, the guys have the questions this week. Yeah. So, go ahead and shoot for it. Okay. The guys by Jawan and Albert, I guess, because Eric shook his head. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's what you looked at me. <laughs> I guess the first question is just to ease into it is um, what... Uh, made you guys go into the profession that you have chosen, and we'll just start there and then we'll use our. <laughs> right. I'll let the guests go. <laughs> so, what drove me to be in this position was mainly my influencers in life. So, I would say it started all in high school. I was in the biomedical program, and I had a role model who I think was she a podiatrist. A foot doctor. Mm. I think she was a podiatrist. Yeah. Now can't come up with the facts. <laughs> no, because we were in uh, biomedical together. So. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So she was pretty much my role model. Although those classes were not my favorite. Um, what we were exposed to, we were exposed to a lot of different careers. I got to talk to a lot of different professionals in the medical field, and it inspired me. To be where I was, I can tell you, I changed my major so many times. I said I was going to be a pediatrician, then a nurse, and an ophthalmologist, and somehow I'm a dental hygienist, about to be a dentist. Hey. So, you know, it's just my influencers in life. And mind you, they were all black. Okay. So I love to hear that. They made me feel like I could do it. Awesome. Um, as for me, I would say that, um, honestly, before, so my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer my sophomore year of um, high school, and that honestly changed, like, the trajectory of my life, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but before I wanted to go into, like, a career, um, like, dealing with tech, but once um, she started going through her treatment, and um, basically the nurses that she came across, as well as the nurse practitioners, they were, like, really kind to her. And they actually cared, you know, about her um, prognosis and extending her life. So that, like, that's my why on why I became a nurse. Awesome. That's great, cool. Great. Those are both great. Why? Yeah, I just fantastic. feel like mine is just really <laughs> 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 
Well, I don't I have, like, anything. I mean, I've always wanted to go into the medical field since I was, like, little, little, little. Like, even when I was in kindergarten, I said I wanted to be, like, a paramedic. Um, but what drove me, I know it's going to sound funny, was when I was younger, like, my favorite show was The Cosby Show. And, obviously, he was an OBGYN. And he reminded me so much of my grandfather. And so, like, I was like, oh, I want to be like Dr. Huxtable. But then getting older, I started to learn about, like, the profession and things like that. And so that's what grew on me. And the reason why, because I wanted to be an OBGYN, but the reason why I ended up going into nursing is because nurses are the ones that are there for you the whole entire time. Like, nurses, doctors, they, like, come in, they check in on you, or, like, you see them at your visits. But when you're in the hospital, the nurse is the one that you see from the time you get there to the time you leave. So that's what made me want to be a nurse because I wanted to be able to help people as much as I could and build like relationships and that rapport with my patients. So that's what I wanted to be a nurse. I'm saying. And so here I am. <laughs> well, I decided that I wanted to be a doctor because. <laughs> He's lying because I offered, I said, let's go to medical school together, and he shut me down. <laughs> he said, good. <laughs> um, and then my second question is, it's probably going to be a large one, but what do you like most about your job? If there's several things, you can say several things, and what you don't like most about being in your profession, and that can also be several things. Don't all go at once. How much time do we have on this podcast? <laughs> okay, because we could be here all night. <laughs> all night. I, maybe top three then <laughs> for each. I don't know. If you have top three or as many as you have, just go ahead. I'll let you guys go first again. No, you don't. Um, so I'll, I'll go first, I guess. Um, so the question was, what is the top three? Three um, things that we love about our career, and then the least favorite things, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would say, I guess I'll start out with the best things, um, and that would be like making a difference in my patients' lives. Like, so um, I know, like, it's it's small things that you can do that means a lot to them. Like, on Saturday, I had a patient. She was like 80 years old. Um, and basically, she's used to, like, taking showers, like, every day or whatever. Which I understand, I mean, we all, well, hopefully, we all take showers every day. Mm-hmm. And in the hospital, you may not be allotted that time to take it, depending on how busy your nurse and your CNA is. So, on Saturday, we were able to get her into the shower. It was a process, you know, it took about an hour just to get her all clean and get her in there safely and out safely. Um, and then, so I finished, you know, charting and everything. And when I came back in the room, um, she had basically like written a letter, like just letting me know, like how she appreciated me and the CNA taking the time to like, you know, help her get in the shower and make her feel clean. And, you know, um, since she's been here, I think her length of stay has been like 10 days, you know, and she hasn't had a shower. Like it's really, it's really small things, but it just makes me like. It makes me realize that I am making like a, a small difference, you know, um, and just helping their stay. Um, and I would say the other thing is like seeing my black patients and when I come into the room, they're like, oh, I have a black nurse. Like <laughs> it basically opens that up. Like, you know, you know how we have to like cold switch kind of yeah, so mm-hmm. actually like talk to us and right. let us know what's going on. And we can relay that to the doctor. Um, 
And I would say like the least favorite is when the patient, you know, they act a little, just a little crazy. Um, and especially in North Carolina, we deal with a lot of like racist patients. Um, not saying that we don't have that like up north and everything, but it's, it's a different kind um, down here. And it's like majority of our patients. I'm not sure if it's like that for you, Don, but, um, and it's, uh, and I'm trying to think of that other thing. The other thing is, um, understaffing. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go into that, but. Girl. So, so <laughs> um, for me, I would say basically along the lines of the same thing of what Kayla said is definitely patient care, like being able to have that connection with patients. Like even on a hard day, I think I'm reminded why I'm doing it when I'm able to help a patient. Like there was one time a husband was just really, really upset because his wife was in so much pain. He's never seen her in that much pain and he was like basically on the verge of tears and like she had to have a procedure done and like he stepped out of the room and went down the hallway and like I walked down there I sat with him I talked to him like he ended up being from where I'm from and he grew up oh, out wow. in Long Island and so like oh, we wow. were able to relate and talk about that and so like I think that's my favorite part of nursing being able to like have these conversations with patients, build that relationship with them, even if it's just for like a short five minute conversation, like being able to laugh with them, joke with them, because that's always my solution to when things get hard is to make a joke. And so like I'm always like making patients laugh and then. I work with a friend from nursing school and so like we'll be in there <laughs> making the patients laugh and then especially seeing like our black patients and being able to basically be that comfort for them and you kind of see the relief in their face when you walk in that yes. like oh yes. like oh you're the nurse yes yes, yes. <laughs> they get so excited it's just like oh you're my nurse yes I am I am and it's kind of like a like a mutual nod, like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be safe because you're here. Um, and the downside is understaffing. That's definitely a big one. It's just like it gets really hard, especially now in what we're going through. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be understaffed. Um, obviously, patience and difficult patience and realizing that yes they are going through something but it's also just like we're all still human so having to get over that and then another thing for me is obviously co-workers and working in a field where there aren't many people who look like you so it's just kind of hard to like get through certain emotions and like anything especially me as a black woman can be seen as aggressive if my tone changes even just a little bit because it's not, may not sound as happier because they don't get it because they're not of the same culture. So that's definitely hard to maneuver. And then it's also a very um, female dominated field. And so it's automatically assumed that, oh, we're supposed to clash because we're all women. And it's like, no, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that way. So that's definitely something that trying to get over that and then understanding my role as a nurse and then with doctors and that's, <laughs> it could really go on and on and on and on. Thank God. You went to phase on but then doctors. <laughs> so it's definitely but 
You said three. I think I gave yeah, three. There, I think there was three or four. <laughs> so, yeah, you can go ahead. I agree with both of you. And it's so interesting to see how nursing and hygiene is pretty much along the same lines here. Oh, wow. So, I had to write a story. <laughs> so, <laughs> My top three uh, that I love about my job would be one, you know, being able to make a difference in, you know, my patients' lives. I've been a hygienist for about maybe seven months now, and I've seen patients with severe periodontal disease, and like they're just coming back for their like three to four month reevals, and they look like completely different people. And I'm like, wow, I did that. Mm-hmm. Like I helped you do that. <laughs> So it's like really, I don't know, it's it's heartwarming to know that I'm making a big difference in these people's lives. Um, Two would be the flexibility. Um, I can make my schedule or break my schedule if I wanted to. That's the glory of it all. Like if I don't feel like working 12 hours next week, I could pretty much change that and work maybe seven or five. So. It, it does have its perks. Mm-hmm. Three would be networking. So because a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds come sit in my chair, I can just have a conversation with them. I'm, I love to talk. So when I'm like talking to them, I'm realizing that they're into something that I'm interested in and vice versa. And boom, I made a friend or I made a colleague along the line. Like this really helps me talk to people and break out of my shell because I used to be very to myself. All right, let's go to this a thousand lines of lists of cards. Oh, wait, I have another bonus. A bonus that I love is the pay. So (laughs) That's good. I do not relate. Right, I don't know those feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I want to pay God. I just bought my first house at the Oh, yes. Of working. Congratulations! Like, Ooh, yeah. The pay, I need to pay. God, All right. I need to go into that. Hello, I'm Ooh. screaming. Is it too late to go back? <laughs> I can barely afford my apartment. Period, <laughs> sis. <laughs> I can barely afford my car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me go over my least favorite. So, for one, the crappy patients, their attitudes be on a thousand, and I'm just like, honey. I don't know what I did to you, but you don't got to come in like this. What's going on? Two would be the racist patients and my racist coworkers. Now, a lot of the times, these people don't know what they're saying is racist. At least they claim they don't know. Like, and I dealt with this in school. And and you know what? I'll never forget this one day. It was my birthday and I was in school. And my hair, I had it slicked back in the ponytail, right? My hair was perfectly fine, and the lady said, you need to go fix your hair. You know how I feel about black girl hair. Mind you, she was white. Oh, like, you know how I feel about black girl hair. I went in the bathroom, first. right? I looked in the mirror. I said, I did not see nothing, no flyaways, no nothing. My hair is slicked, honey. I went back out there. She said, much better. Excuse me? my hair. I did not even touch my hair. I said, you know what? Prejudice. Prejudice. Right. Wow. <laughs> Child, and then it be I work with two white women, and you know I got I have a sewing right now, right? And they're just like, oh, 
I didn't know your hair grew in overnight. Oh, Stuff like that. It's like, honey, you don't need to say certain it's things. Like and then one of them going to say, well, how much did it cost for you to buy that hair? I like your weave. Like, why don't you <laughs> say you like your hair? Why? <laughs> it's that. It's, it's, these people are not very cultured, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it kind of gets under my skin, but you know, as a black woman, I have to realize, you know, just take it off the shoulder, just leave it at that. Don't say nothing because if I were to say something, I might lose my job. Okay. So That's I'm gonna leave right there. My last one would be the limited autonomy. Okay, in the public eye, the doctor is the only one who can say diagnose or do anything Mm -hmm. first of all i have a degree okay i have a license i can tell you if you have periodontal speech but patients don't care about that Mm -hmm. it's like whatever you say they just downplay it so (laughs) that's that's a big pet peeve of mine like i'm telling you i'm i'm very confident in my knowledge and i know what i'm telling you and you're just oh okay you said that but i'm gonna wait till what the doctor says Luckily, I have a black doctor, and she backs me up with whatever I say. That's awesome. That's what's up. Honey, these people, I could go on for days. Listen, <laughs> I know we can, Kayla. I know yes. for a fact. <laughs> I mean, that's similar to us as well. I mean, like, Don, I remember when we had, like, first started out, and I mean, I'm not sure if you had any issues with doctors, mm-hmm. um, but like Donna said, like, most patients, they won't listen to us. Even though we could say the exact same thing as a doctor, but mm-hmm. since we don't have that degree, right. then we're not, basically our opinion opinion is in value. So mm-hmm. that is just, is, that can be frustrating. Right. Or sometimes they won't even think that you're the nurse because I've had people so ask me. Mm-hmm. No, they'll think that I'm like the CMA or a patient care tech. And it's like, but we wear different colored scrubs. Right. And nurses all wear the same scrubs. And I literally had a patient be like, I'm sorry, what are you? And I'm like, okay, my badge. It says uh, BSNRN. It definitely says that. And then I'm also wearing the blue scrubs. Like, you can see that there's a difference. But okay, you want to be funny. Let's be funny together. (laughs) I can be funnier. I have a whole stethoscope. (laughs) Like you said, the uniform, like we're CNAs, you know, are walking around with stethoscopes. Even though we do have a CNA on the floor that we call a doctor, like Mm so-and-so, because she's always trying to play someone's doctor on the floor. But that's it. Yeah, it's a whole new (laughs) thing. I, I don't want to. I can't say her name on the podcast. But don't do that. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But like, yeah. They're like, oh, you're the CNA. When the CNA could be in the room, like, man, we have on two different colors. <laughs> I'm not even giving you your medication. Like, right. Is like, that in their throat? <laughs> are you telling me you need a vision check because I'm right. kind of confused? <laughs> That's a whole different doctor. <laughs> Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but, yeah, there's definitely the hard parts. Patience. It's, whew, you got to pray sometimes. Sometimes I end up whipping out my devotionals. Mid-shift. Not devotionals. And I no, sit yeah. at my computer and I'm, like, reading my devotional. Because I'm like, ooh. God better block it. Because <laughs> if he don't. But God. But God. This is why, this is why you, you play the music that you do in the morning. I do every morning. Every morning on the way to 
on the way to work. I play gospel because I'm sure just like, do. get right, get right before Man, you get to work. Before you. Because like, <laughs> imagine me going into work listening to DMX. Now I'm ready to. Okay, or ready to turn up. I'm ready to flip the desk over there. Next thing I know, I get a page, I get a phone call, get a text. Get me out. <laughs> Not even like meet me by the car. Meet me by the car right now. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> Now I'm out of a job. Ooh, okay, so not after we worked ourselves into tizzy right. over in class. <laughs> okay. No. So I guess my question is, do you feel that COVID changed your first year experience of being a nurse? Do you think it changed it drastically? Or do you just feel like, did it ruin or increase your knowledge of your first year experience of being a nurse? Like dental hygienist? Well, hell yeah, because I spent the first three months in a COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I used to cuss every day. In the hot tent. I hated it. It was her hitting the group chat with her picture of her sweaty. But wait. Because I was dying. Because the things that they have to put on is like, and you in the hot sun? No, thank you. Mm -mm. But I'll let you guys go ahead. I can answer that for for me. Um, for my first year as a hygienist, um, COVID definitely affected a lot. For one, I mean, it didn't affect too much. Like the PPE, we were already wearing it. We had the face shields. We had the mask. The mask changed. So at first we were wearing like regular level threes. Those big N95 masks, they do, it gets hot. Okay, oh. and it will sometimes give me half flashes, and I'm like, I know I'm only 22, I'm not hitting menopause. What is going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> things like that, yeah. I feel like it did make things a little easier, in my opinion, for me, as far as like testing to get my license. So, at first, they were doing like a patient, um, a hands on patient exam to get your licensure. And for us, it was kind of like a mannequin, even though the mannequin was hard because really they're looking for a tissue trauma, like if you're hurting the patient. Mm-hmm. They use like really light kind of rubber on the mannequins, but it was really easy to move, remove her. Renew- Y'all know what I'm trying to say. around <laughs> <laughs> the uh, rubber, but really like COVID didn't do nothing. I mean, it changed the schedule. So my job, for example, was working like a factory before COVID. And when I got hired, they weren't working like that. So I guess that did kind of get me acquainted a little bit easier. So my Mm. schedule is not as packed. Mm. Um, And it's very flexible. I can come in when I want. So things like that, it did help. It made it easier for me. Okay. Gayla. Um, I would say it definitely changed um, for the nursing field. Um, as far as testing, they did uh, change the requirements, I guess, for your uh, the minimum amount of questions that you could pass. So I, I believe, uh, Don, what did the questions you used to go to? Was it like 145 or something like that? Mm, I don't remember what the minimum was, but I want to say the maximum was... It was either 265 or 275, yeah. and the test was yeah. supposed to be like six hours, I think. Right. Yeah. And with COVID, I know it was 75 questions. Was so like the minimum. 45 or something. Uh-huh. Like that. 
Yeah, so like that changed as far as testing. They had took out like the pretest questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I mean, I'm not gonna say NCLEX was still like kind of hard, um, but it definitely made it a little easier since we didn't have all of those additional questions. Um, and I would say as far as working, it definitely changed um, as far as like we as far as COVID testing the patients before they come up on the floor. Um, also, the amount of visitors. Um, and then for job opportunities, I know for me, since I wanted to work on the oncology floor, not too many new grads wanted to apply to like a med search slash oncology floor. So that made it a little easier for me. But I know I had friends who wanted to work like in maternity um, in ICU, which made it like a little harder for them to get jobs. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, it did make the NCLEX shorter, which I'm thankful because I don't know if I could have sat there any longer than four hours. It was too much going on. And even coming out of school because like our last couple of months was online. So that definitely... I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that made it hard. And then again, I think it's just the PPE. Having to wear the mask your whole entire shift is definitely... It's painful. Especially if you walking far from your parking lot and you got the mask yes. on your face and then walking <laughs> into the... Like the first time I put the N95 on in the tent, I literally had to calm myself down because I like started having a panic attack because I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, do not pass out on your first day of work. No, really. <laughs> you not embarrass yourself? You have to wear the N95. No, yeah. Because I promise you I will be in the on the floor like i can't it's too restrictive no especially having to wear the like papper and all that stuff i couldn't do it i couldn't work on a covid floor i thank god that i didn't have to work on a covid floor like didn't decide to i commend any any medical professional that worked on a covid floor because that ppe is no joke and having to wear it hours at a time definitely is like a whole other thing and people not being able to go home to their families people having to stay in the hospital for fear of bringing it home especially when it first started like i definitely commend them but like as far as me covid and starting my career i feel like it was different i kind of like i said i spent the first three months in a covid tent and that was kind of stressful and then like patients have to get COVID tests and things like that. But it did, I became knowledgeable in COVID because of having to go out there. Like I was stationed in one clinic and no one else knew how to do like COVID tests on babies. And I was able to like do it with the baby and like take care of it and stuff like that. So, so you feel guess. like an expert in, in something as right. game. Coming in a new grad, right. It made mm-hmm. me feel like, oh, okay, I, I know some of these things, even though I'm a new right. grad. You have to look at me like, oh, you're an idiot. You're a So, yeah. Um, I guess I'm noticing a lot of increase in terms of, like, people going into the nursing field. Do you, what would you tell people that want to go into the nursing field and that have a dream of being a nurse, especially in the time of COVID and, and things of that nature? What would you, what would your advice be to them? Um, my advice would definitely be do your research on whatever program you want to go into. Uh, 
definitely look at the atmosphere what kind of atmosphere you're looking for and learning whether you want like big or small look at their passing rate um that's definitely important look up the professors because that's important as well to know yep. what you really Bring about to get okay yep. because that's really important because those professors will make or break your nursing school experience okay Every semester was touch and go. <laughs> Every semester this I was at him. I'm done. No. Listen. <laughs> okay, it was a prayer and a miracle that I made it this far. I still can't believe that I have my license. It's like still shocking. <laughs> but um, if it's your passion, I would definitely say just fight through any type of bumps that you get. Definitely have a support group definitely like find a group in school like i'm thankful that i had like friends that i made in nursing school to get me through because i don't think i could have made it by myself <laughs> and yeah just whatever you're passionate about go ahead and do it don't let anybody stop you right i i agree with diamond as well um definitely just doing your research on the school um as well as try to go in a try to go to a school that is that a hospital that you want to work at? Right. So you can form those um, connections. The other thing is, you know, to do your research. Also, if you're able to, try not to work at all during nursing school so mm -hmm. you can dedicate all your time to that. Because mm -hmm. I know, like, for me, like, I have worked multiple jobs. I was also trying to be active on campus. Um, and I also suffered an injury <laughs> junior year. <laughs> junior year is so awesome. Please, please. Don't do her. Why are y'all doing that? Because you don't. That's a story for another day. It is. But, like, basically, during that time, nursing school is already hard, but mm -hmm. you just have to remember your why. Like, you can, you can make it out. Um, you definitely will have some professors who are willing to work with you, and then mm -hmm. you have those who are just really stern, and they're not budging on, you know, just trying to help you out and everything. Um... But yeah, that's that's what I have. Also, like if you're able to become a CNA, I would recommend that, even mm -hmm. if it's for like one shift a month or anything. Um, that would definitely help you in your nursing role. Right. And also volunteering too, if you can. Like if you have yes. any extra time, mm -hmm. volunteering, especially where you want to end up. I know that that's helped a lot of people. And I started it, but didn't complete volunteer. But that's besides the point. I'm suggesting <laughs> you do that. So that people know your face so that when that application pops up they're like oh duh i know this name they volunteered here all this time so i'm just gonna go ahead and pull them in because it's honestly about networking like grades and everything of course they're important do them get the best grade that you can get but networking will get you to where you want to be that is right yeah. it's, it's not what you know it's who you literally who you know. who it's you what know. you know that keeps you there That's exactly but um and the other thing now that diamond had mentioned networking um i know like for your clinicals you may just want to like maybe write them a note um and maybe if you have a linkedin account um just give that to the nurse manager or your preceptor um ask them to give that to the nurse manager if you're interested in working on that floor so that way when it comes time for you to apply to jobs they'll already have your name and um a familiar face so right that will help you right and don't beat yourself up over like if you get a bad grade or something like that because you can overcome it and you can push past it that bad grade is not the end of the world even if you get 
a C in a class, it's not the end of the world. Like, don't make them make you feel like you have to get straight A's because that is not true. That is all. not the case. <laughs> that is not <laughs> like especially. I mean, I'm not saying it can be done, but most of the time, nursing nursing is a competitive major anyway. So mm-hmm. most of the time, people are coming in with like 4.0s, mm-hmm. 3.5s, like really high GPAs. Mm-hmm. Now, ask them what that GPA is by the time they graduate. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's how hard it is. And you cannot let your grades define you because you are more than just a letter on your transcript. Literally. So right. you just have to remember that as well. Right. Because at least for me, nursing really is, you learn once you get there. All that book stuff really flies out the window. There's right, foundational right. stuff that you keep with you, but nursing is really a you learn as you go so don't even get hung up over i have to know everything you're not going to remember everything even for NCLEX like please do not overstudy for NCLEX because it's not even worth it i swear it's not it is not (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so any advice for dental hygienists future well yeah for dental hygienists it's pretty much the same thing um I would definitely shadow a hygienist before going into school to make sure it's something that you want to do. Um, they do try to make it seem like you have to have the grades throughout, but honestly, just be grateful you passed the class <laughs> because honestly, it none of it matters. I mean, you do use some of it when you, you're in the field, but like a lot of that stuff that they emphasize while you're in school is nothing like the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, studying for the national board, well, <laughs> there's honestly nothing specific that you can study for. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just network, talk to people. Talking to people is what got me through, honestly. Um, literally, like talking to somebody is what literally helped me when I was studying for my board. I had no idea what to study for, but because I knew this person, they told me, you know, hey, this this was what I remember from the exam. It ended up being almost all of my exams. Wow. wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, things like that. Like, it just really depends on who you know okay yeah that's definitely true because even as a student i joined a professional organization nursing organization and that actually helped me get the job that i have now by being a part of that so networking is definitely important because you really never know who you can bump shoulders with because even in being out in the tent i was there with like doctors pas mps and everybody and they've been like, if you need anything, just shoot me an email. But I'd be mm-hmm. scared. But that's okay. No, I'm you should scared. do it. <laughs> actually, networking actually got my job too. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. Make connections. Mm-hmm. Do you feel? <coughs> Sorry. Do you feel as though? Well, I think we. Well, I would hope that you would feel it's important to have black nurses if if you could i guess say why i mean i feel like we all know why it's important to have black nurses okay so that's kind of like my question because my question was going to be um like what are some tips that you could give black people who come into 
whatever medical space that is, you know, as patients, mm-hmm. like what are some tips that they can, you know, yeah. arm themselves with if they don't, if they're not lucky enough to have a black nurse because we know there is a shortage of mm-hmm. black everything in this world. Right. Um, so especially with medicine and knowing how they treat black people in life, like what would be some tips or advice you would give them to know going in at least to be more helpful for them? Right. You guys can go ahead. Okay. Um, I guess I can go first. Um, I would say some tips that will be helpful um, is just if you have, like, any questions, um, just to write them down. Because I know during your hospital stay, it could be pretty stressful. But so you don't forget them, write them down. Um, also, let your nurse know to ask the provider, or when the provider comes in, you can ask them yourself. Um, it's also important to have, like, a family member or a friend who can advocate for you when you're unable to do so for yourself. Even though we as nurses, we're supposed to do that. Um, sometimes, well, we do, um, but sometimes it could get busy and we may forget what you asked us or something mm-hmm. that's important to you. We may not think to ask that um, of the provider. Um, and the other thing is to always ask questions about what you're getting, um, why you're getting it. And um, if you have any questions about the procedures and everything, just ask to speak with the doctor so they can explain it. Uh, because I've had, like, patients who, um, since I work on the oncology floor, sometimes their their cancer, it isn't caught until it's, like, stage four. So they're going for, like, CTs, x-rays, and they're not knowing what they're going for as well as their results. So they often ask me, you know, what did my test say? And as nurses, we can't be the first ones to tell them their results. So that's when we have to relate to the doctor that they're asking questions. So the main thing is just to ask questions. Also, um, do your research. I know people, they complain about Dr. Google, but sometimes that can help you understand your, you know, your diagnosis a little better as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's all I have. <laughs> you can go ahead. If you have any tips. So, I think, I'm just say this. I think it's, it's really good to have a black professional when you're dealing with a black patient because only we know how our bodies work mm-hmm. and what's beneficial to them and what's not really beneficial to them. And I know for my case, seeing different models every day, the average black mouth, we our our anatomy is different. It looks completely different from, you know, any other race. And so other people who are not, you know, me, <laughs> um, they're going to start rec- making recommendations that aren't necessarily necessary. Right. So my advice is to just, like what Kayla said, just write down some questions and ask them later for the doctor. And the doctor has the last day, so at the end of the day. Right. And they know what is this. Well, they should know what is this. So, yeah. That's it. yeah, they said the best tips. Definitely always ask your questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions because honestly, no question is a stupid question, especially when it comes to your health. If the doctor says something that you don't know anything about, make sure you clarify because that's literally their job to answer that. Definitely do your research about like, let's say if you're diagnosed with something that you're not sure about what it is, obviously they can explain it. But make sure you know it 
like forward backwards and forwards like know everything about it so then when they come you already have kind of an understanding of what's going on um when it comes to your medications make sure you know what medications you're taking know what they for what they're for because i know sometimes i come across a lot of patients that are just like these are my medications and i don't know what they're for and like i'll sit there and go through each one with them and be like okay this one's for this and this one's for that and they'll be like oh i didn't know so just make sure you're also asking those questions because what if they're prescribing you something that you really don't need but it's just like because at the end of the day it's a business even like being a hospital you know we all know big farmers and things so like not saying don't take your medication take your medication because yes you need, yes, yes. Right. you need it especially us as black people we know that we suffer with a lot of issues medical mm-hmm. things and like health problems so just make sure but also in doing that know what you're taking and do the research on the stuff that you're taking as well like it's so important because high blood pressure it's basically a silent killer for us and it leads yes. to so yes. many problems and yeah just be knowledgeable and that uh, yeah no go ahead Sorry, another thing I was going to say, Don, this is more of your your field, but with, I guess, for those who are, um, for those women who are pregnant and everything, um, you just want to make sure, um, our, as black women, our mortality rate is, like, really high. Oh, yeah. In childbirth. Yes. So, like, dependent, it doesn't even matter, like, you know, how much money you have, you know, your status or anything. Um, so, basically, just make sure that you have a person who they're able to look out for any complications. And if you start to feel as if something isn't right, you just want to let your nurse know right away. Because mm-hmm. usually, like, with postpartum hemorrhage, that can happen, like, in a split second. Literally. So, just want to be sure to just stay on top of that stuff or right. have someone else to do that. All right, just any type of hemorrhage can go left so quickly. I've seen yeah. so many procedures. The person goes, and they're perfectly fine, and they get back there, and it goes left. And they're bleeding from every hole so imaginable. Like no, literally, they start bleeding from everywhere, and it's just like, huh? <laughs> but like, how am I supposed to stop this? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, like, basically, what Kayla said that's very important for Black women because we're dying at alarming rates. It's three times more likely for a Black woman to die during or after childbirth than it is for any other race, specifically Caucasians. Um, black women dying during childbirth is comparable to third world countries well underdeveloped countries sorry (laughs) (laughs) underdeveloped countries which is very sad to say because it's just like America is supposed to be this amazing place and Mm -hmm. great but we know better than that but yeah so definitely if you're pregnant or just any condition you know your body best which is why they even tell us as nurses, if a patient says something, like they do something this way or it's done, whatever, make sure you listen to the patient because it's their body at the end of the day. Mm. And so they right. definitely know best. Mm-hmm. Um, and to piggyback off of that, like I know me, well, as a nurse, like if a patient tells me like something isn't right, even though it could be like something like extremely minor, like, you know, I never had, you know, um, this, I guess this bump on my back or whatever, like 
I will do my best to just like take a look at it or to let the provider know. Because anything like that small, like not as a bump, but any minor changes, that can indicate something else. Like if that's outside of their norm, then you just want to be sure to let someone know like as quick as possible. Right. Any slight pain, I'm like, oh, we we having what? Okay, let me go tell the doctor because you're not about to come back later mm-hmm. and be like, right. oh, I told the I nurse. Told <laughs> <laughs> you're about to get me. Provider notification, every little message. Y'all not about to take my life. Okay, you're not. Okay, and I'm gonna make sure, like, I treat my patients as if they're my family. Literally, my patient number tells me something is wrong. I'm going to look at it and I okay. wouldn't let them know. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, their life is in your hands. Right. Like, you want to make sure that they leave the hospital at their optimal health, right. which is, you know, their baseline or better. So. Right. And they're trusting you as their health professional. And even if the doctor won't look out for them, like Kayla said, as nurses, we're definitely supposed to be the advocates. So like, because when somebody's sick or somebody's in the hospital, even if somebody's in the dentist chair, they're at their like weakest moment because they're coming to you for help. So they're vulnerable. So you definitely want to make sure that you don't downplay on their vulnerability and actually be there for them. I don't know if you have any experiences like that as a dental hygienist. Mm. Not not yet in my career. Okay. Uh, well, I, guess I mean, I've had a lot of people in their weakest moments. I've had people break down in tears because of their condition. But mm. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you can say that. Then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had quite quite a few people cry just because they were ashamed. Right. Yeah. 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 So final question is just. It's a large one, but we know there's a lot of answers. So just, you can give one. Spin it out, yes. But what is something that you wish would be different about your specific field, specifically, obviously, for black people? Mm. My God. Don't go all, all um, at once. <laughs> Deep breath. <laughs> I know um, there's a lot, but. For starters, I noticed in coming into the nursing field as a black woman like I would I thought that black people would be more welcoming Mm. but I don't feel that way I almost feel like it's a competition and I just feel like the attitudes it's just terrible when it's like for me as soon as I see another black nurse I'm like oh my god yes hello what's your name (laughs) like my name is diamond like let's get to know each other and stuff like that i'm not saying that we got to be besties but it's like it's great to see somebody that looks like me but it's definitely the it's sad for me to see that other black people they just it doesn't feel like a welcoming space at Mm. all and I am right. thankful that I have one friend <laughs> on the unit that is just like, oh, thank God that you're here. And there's then other, there's like three other black women that I've come across on the yeah the unit that I'm at that they're really they're sweet they're nice, but the majority it's like okay, I'm not a fan. <laughs> you are the weakest one, literally. <laughs> 
don't know. No, I would I would have to agree with Don as well. Like especially with black providers, um, you would think like they would be more welcoming and more excited to see that you know another black person is you know in a position to help our people. But sadly, that is not the case. And I know on my floor, at least I did have another uh, new grad nurse who was black, and she was like more. She's had um, she was an LPN for about ten to fifteen years. So she had more experience and I would go to her if I had any questions or like, you know, would you give this medication with that medication or how would you do this? Like, I know she was really helpful with that and that made a difference. Um, and the other thing is as far as, I mean, we already know like doctors, they don't like to value, you know, black people's lives and their opinions regarding their health. So that's the one thing I wish would change, that they would be more open to listening to our concerns. And trying to, I guess, like advocate for us more um, amongst their colleagues, you know, especially as nurses, we can only do but so much. And providers, they can talk with their colleagues and just explain certain situations. So that that's it to me. <laughs> I would say there. I wish there would be more cultural diversity and more communication, or well, better communication. Um, I feel like a lot of people come from a lot of different backgrounds already in dentistry. However, it's not understood. And I feel like if it was understood, things would go a lot smoother. People would feel a lot more welcome and more open and more open to communicating with each other. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, and the other thing is affordable health care. Like, it is so sad seeing people, like, trying to figure out how they can afford their medications and how. Like, I had a patient who was, like, in his 60s, and he was literally, like, knocking on death's door, and he's worrying about, you know, who's going to take care of his pets at home and how is he going to afford to stay in his apartment. And I think, like, that, when you're in the hospital, that should be, like, the least of your worries, like, mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's just really sad to see how, like, the United States, they don't really care about their citizens and trying to make sure that they can live, like, I guess, like, a healthier lifestyle, because mm -hmm. usually they don't, people, they, they don't go to the doctors until it's, like, too late for them to do something, like, if that makes sense. So, I just wish, like, our healthcare system was a little better. And the lack of access as well. It's just like difficult for them to get to, which is usually why they get to the doctor so late and it's so extreme when maybe if they had that access in the community mm -hmm. that was actually like valuable or actually helpful. That right. would help in the beginning. Mm -hmm. The uh what is it, primary? Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, primary <laughs> prevention. <laughs> there's a lack of primary prevention. Right. And that goes into like educating and stuff like that. So that's definitely something that needs to change. But you know, America's gonna be America. <laughs> and everything's a business. So anything to yep. get the most amount of money. That <laughs> yeah. That's all care about. Yeah, they don't care about you. I hate to say it, but they don't care about your health. They care about the money. That's it. Like. <laughs> period. <laughs> that's Look, if that. it's not making money to them, it doesn't make sense. And that's <laughs> No, literally. Not it don't it make sense. Literally, that's. 
the healthcare field. I feel like that's with any field, mm-hmm. but like specifically this one, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Right, and much. you would think like since people's lives are at stake, like they would care, but mm-hmm. they they really don't. No, your life is a business to them. Right. <laughs> so none of that really matters. But yeah, those are the things that I wish we could change. It's funny because you you mentioned in the conversation there's like a thing between doctors and nurses, mm-hmm. um, and why do you think why do you think that is that I don't know if it's like a, a I don't want to say a battle but like the the weird relationship that doctors and nurses have in terms of like sometimes where as a patient you don't take the nurse as seriously as you do the doctor. I think it's just lack of respect or just. They don't, I don't know. I can't get into their heads. I don't know why they do it. I've had some really amazing doctors that if I'm doing intake, they'll they'll wait or they'll be like, oh, is it okay if I come in here and speak to the patient? And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I have doctors who I'll be mid-sentence and they just bust in, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so. And it's just like, okay, um, I was in the middle of something, but please go ahead. Right. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. I I guess they feel like they're more important when it's really not about importance. It's about the patient and like you're literally just here to give consent. I'm actually like trying to prep the patient and everything for you. So if you could please just let me do that, that'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> That's the title. Mm-hmm. I feel like from a patient's point of view, it's like oh. If you don't have doctors mm-hmm. in front of your name, then I don't care what you have to say because you don't have that doctor degree. Right. From the doctor's point of view, is probably, I, I will say I've met, I worked for a doctor who's pretty solid. Like, she will stand behind my diagnosis. It doesn't matter. I could say, boo-boo the fool, and she will still stand behind me. Like, you don't find many doctors like that. Mm-hmm. However, I've come across a lot of as Mm-hmm. Language, but they are assholes mm-hmm. like it's more of a I'm a doctor what are you I'm better than you kind of persona and I just I don't understand why because we still have our our degrees we are really distinguished in mm-hmm. our field a lot of people really cry work hard go through hella stress just to get where we are right now but no one recognizes that factor. It's like PhD, DR, MD, DDS, or nothing. <laughs> Literally, they forget. So I feel like it's just the whole title. And I don't think it's everybody. There are a lot of people who are pretty solid out there, but mainly it's just pride, pride. That's it. And we can't get rid of it. I mean, if we could, that'd be great. But really, no. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's mainly like their ego that can be played. Especially in society, they view doctors as like the know-it-all and everything. And half of the time, I mean, as nurses, we follow their orders and everything. Um, But half of the time, we're, we're able to catch stuff that may not make sense or maybe putting your life at risk. So, like, if anything, I mean, that, like I'm saying, like, doctors, they're important, but we're equally important as well. 
And I think uh, as far as society, like, you know, the past president, he had mentioned that all nurses do, they, they just play cards all day. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that definitely doesn't help the situation. I'm glad you said that, Kayla, because you actually reminded me of an experience I had. So there was a patient um, that I had, and I temp on the weekends, by the way, so I don't just work at my main job, but I get experience other places. And I was on a temp job, and I actually had a patient where I noticed something that looked abnormal. We did a biopsy on it. Mind you, the doctor had already did an exam, said everything looked good. Mm-hmm. And I, he did the exam before I did what I had to do. So when I went in there, I found something. And turns out that was oral cancer. Oh, wow. And the doctor said everything looked good. So it was kind of like, okay. I did that. Right. This person, who he was also an asshole, but um, <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, everything was good." But this person had oral cancer on under their tongue. So that that has definitely happened. Dom, has that happened with you? Like as far as assessments, like you perform your own assessment, and then and the doctors know and they say like everything looks good, but the entire time the patient could be like on the brink of death. Exactly. Not on the brink of death. It's her and this brink of death. <laughs> no, oh, if they, wow. if they, if something goes down, it usually happens in the procedure room. The most I've had happen is a patient. My patient literally coded twice, <laughs> and I didn't know until I saw life flight running through the hallway, and I was like, "Huh? Who is that?" I'm sitting at the computer like, "Whatever, girl." And it was my patient. But yeah, no, not as far as in like my assessments or anything like that, other than when it's like blood pressure related and the doctors will be like, Oh no, it's fine, they can go home. And the BP is like one ninety three over fifty four. And it's like No, right. No doctor <laughs> who told me like, do not page me unless their BP is like two hundred over something. Two hundred. Two hundred, they about to have a stroke. <laughs> Like, she's like, I know what you learned in nursing school, but unless it's above 200, girl, you really think that I'm not going to pay you? Right. Like, anything over 150, I'm like, all right, I'm about to, I'm about to let y'all know. Okay, like, you, you go. Know, if they have any PRN medications, I'll try that first. If that does not help, you will be getting a second thing. You you need to go ahead and uh, order that labetalol. Right, order that. <laughs> order, you know, you got to get that quick. I need that right. I get nervous when their blood pressure is high, and I get it. They're like, because sometimes they'll say, "Oh, they can take their medicine when they get home," but like, I would really hate for them to go home and then it's just like stuff go left, because then it right. comes back to you. Right. So I time, make a note. <laughs> right. And the other thing, I'm sorry, but I would rather deal with the high blood pressure than the low blood. Pressure. Little oh low blood pressure. I can wrap a response at seven o'clock in the morning. Jeez. Like you know when you go to give a report. Uh-huh. Like first of all, I don't wake up until ten o'clock. Okay, and that's what I say to them. I say I'm not awake till ten, so please. I'm not, I'm not there until ten o'clock. So it's seven ten. I don't know what happened. I don't know what to tell you. But that that definitely like you know it's 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 kind of I don't know that that was just a lot that day. <laughs> I'm weak. Kayla be over it. <laughs> really be over it. She'll be over it by 8.15. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. It's tough. 
Um, but yeah, you guys don't have any more questions. I guess that's the last question. Uh, do you guys have any final words or? I feel like we are needed in society and one day they will really notice that shit. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. Period. I definitely agree. Kayla? No? No last words? Last <laughs> words is to just stay safe. Stay safe, Jesus. I'm sorry. During this pandemic, you know, if you choose to get the vaccine, I would say, if you choose to travel, I would recommend that you get the vaccine. Um, just protect yourself and others. Um, and then just stay as safe as you can. You know, still wear your mask, even right. though they are lifting all the regulations. But it's still a pandemic out here. So. Mm -hmm. A whole pizza right here. Well, yeah. So I definitely thank you guys for stopping by and talking about what it's like being, being black, black in the medical field and our profession. So it's appreciated. Thank you so much. No, that, I like that. That was really dope. Yeah. So anytime. Thank you for having us. So yes, per usual, our last calls. Mine is usually the social media aspect but before i get there i definitely want to give a shout out to all our class of 2021 graduates oh. i've been seeing a lot of black excellence especially like a lot of black nurses mm -hmm. male nurses yes. that's very very important that's another thing that we didn't really touch on i wish i could have gotten a, a male, male nurse, nurse on here because i'm sure they have a different experience like as far as that could be a whole panel right itself. exactly Ooh, um so definitely shout out to all the class of 2021 graduates specifically the nurses good luck on it clicks you all got it <laughs> <laughs> um and so i don't have much but it's just basically people talking about so one says Uh, I can't tell y'all how important healthcare workers are. My nurses are like the only reason I haven't gone crazy in this hospital. And I'm so thankful for them all. That's very important. I thought that was nice to see. Because like I said, nurses are the face that, the faces that the patients see every single day. From the moment you open your eyes to the moment you close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Nurses are the ones that you see. And then another tweet that I saw, it says, nurses make you want to live the most underrated profession in the world. To all nurses out there who are passionate about their job, God bless you all and appreciate a nurse today. And that's because it is Nurses Week. But yeah, I think that it's nice to see that people know and people are aware and it's important that the patients, that they feel like they're taken care of and appreciated because I appreciate the patients. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, we got a lot of news for y'all and then a lot of movie stuff. <laughs> so we'll start with news, as always. <laughs> yeah, the bad album or the sour. Um, so Governor Cuomo, even though, you know, he's still going through his sexual assault allegations, oh, is, is, is doing some stuff, I guess, to cover up the bad deed because he signed a bill to restore voting rights um, for felons upon release, so that makes uh, about 35,000 people who will be released, they'll have their votes restored. Um, second thing, the 
Idaho Senate had approved a bill to kill 90% of the state wolves. And just oh. to give some context to that. Mm-hmm. Wolves? What I said, yes, wolves. Um, the gray wolf population overall is dwindling. So basically, this bill is going to continue to fuck up the ecosystem. So, there's that. Um, but why are we killing the wolves? I, I have no idea. Is it for fur? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just to approve. But um, the next thing was that they did the census count, um, if you filled out the census. So now, with the census, there are some changes. Six states will gain seats in the House. Um, Texas is going to gain two. Colorado, Oregon, Florida, Montana, and North Carolina are going to gain one. Texas didn't need anything. (laughs) Seven states are going to lose seats. For the first time in history, California is going to be losing a seat. Wow. Um, Illinois, Michigan, New York... I, <gasps> Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia are also going to be <gasps> one seat. Um, and so, basically, like, so, oh, awesome. Texas uh, will now have the uh, second most electoral college vote. So, it does change the electoral college map. So, when it comes to voting for president, all of this does oh, impact But that. why so did one. Texas need more? <laughs> it's uh, based on the population they sizes. They were the problem child to <laughs> It's based on the population sizes. So, okay. therefore... And also, Florida's now more important because now they have 30 electoral coverage. And but, Florida's the other <laughs> problem child. So, this is why it's important to fill okay. out the census. Because if you don't fill out the census, they're going to think population's, population sizes are either shrinking or moving to other areas. And then that's how they're going to do the basically gerrymandering of the map and how voting works. Um, the South Carolina House has also voted to add... I just thought this one was interesting to add. <laughs> Not interesting in a good way. Um, the South Carolina House has voted to add um, a firing squad to the state's execution methods. What? <laughs> um, so the bill is going to go before their Republican governor who said that he what? will sign it. In the world? So there's that. Um, Texas lawmakers uh, also approved a bill allowing people to carry handguns without a license. Oh, great. So, okay. Wonderful. <laughs> so there's that. And they should then, give everybody a gun. And then finally, um, a lot of states are uh, basically attacking the Voting Rights Act um, and, and basically stripping people of their vote through different methods, like shortening the absentee ballot requests, um, purging people from the voting roll, uh, voting blocks and renewing your ballot. You'd have to renew your ballot application every election cycle. The drop boxes, they're limiting the access to them. They're stripping funding from election um, administrators administrator, so that creates a whole bunch of problems when it comes to, you know, general election and even just the, you know, voting for Congress. Um, and the states that are doing that are Arizona, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Texas, Michigan, Florida, and Georgia. If you want to find out more information, I believe the site is on Stacey Abrams' um, Instagram or website or whatever. But you can check that out because she's the person leading to change that. In terms of movies, um, <laughs> Grey's is coming back for season 18. So what was... What and was the reason it-, it took so long to announce this was because Miss Ellen Pompeo said, Girl, you're going to give me more money. <laughs> Um, and so they were waiting on her to renegotiate, but the showrunner, Christina Varnoff, who's now in charge of, um, Grey's now that Shonda's over at Netflix, uh, she said that she wrote this season to end either way as a season finale or a series finale. So she also was not anticipating a renewal. She was also up in the air. So that's coming back. I don't know how they're going to do that because they really, you know, wrote it in a way that's like, it ends. (laughs) Anyways, um, Issa's new show, Rap Shit. 
um, has casted the the characters and like released the plot, so I'm about to read it. Um, Ida Osman, I believe that's how you say her name, will play Shauna, an aspiring rapper that has hasn't seen success and continues to work her day job at a touristy hotel. Um, the actress Osman is also um, a executive story editor on the show, which just means she's a high level person in the writers' room, so she writes episodes too. Um, the rapper from Love and Hip Hop, Chameleon. Um, who sings the song Twerk For Me, will play Mia, a makeup artist and a strange friend of Shauna's. Um, she's a single mother to a four-year-old daughter and works three jobs. Okay. Jonica Booth from Bad Girls Club will, <laughs> will play Chastity, a sex work manager who refers to herself as the Duke of Miami. What is this show about? Uh, never mind. <laughs> Them forming a rap group, but that... I don't think the blue is okay. Issa also said that she's happy with the uh, finale that they came up with for Insecure. Oh, she did say the original ending that they, you know, conceptualized and came up with, she wasn't really satisfied with going out like that, so she actually decided to change it and they had rewrote it. Um, she said the original ending in theory would have been good, but it wouldn't have made sense and it really wouldn't have made her happy, so they rewrote it. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we'll see. Condolas and pregnant right there. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> um, the Sex and City revival is going to be titled And Just Like That. Please, and it's gearing up for pre-production. And they said that they're basically going to go um, and add women of color to the cast. Girl, and I have a quote okay. from Sarah Jessica Parker and the showrunner. And he said, they said, we didn't want to tell a story with all white writers or an all white cast because it's not reflective of New York. So, um, we are being very, very, um, we are being very, very cautious about understanding that New York has to reflect the way that New York looks today. And I just wanted to read the quote because that bothered me because obviously like being from New York, you know, New York has always been diverse. So it's, so even when the show was out, it was just like, all girl, of so a sudden, now you want to add people, but okay. want to add people of color. <laughs> Anyways, um, Tasha Rothwell, she plays Kelly on Insecure. She also signed a deal with ABC. She will develop projects for them through her production company called Big Hattie Productions after Hattie McDaniel. Named oh, after Hattie nice. McDaniel. Um, just two more. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, Tyler's show, All the King's Men, the one with the, the strippers, yes. is going to be starring uh, Eva Marcel from American, oh, yeah, American I did, Top, I did top Model. That. And apparently it's based on a book written by the guy who was in his plays. Um, Christian Keys, he was the one... Uh, the cross. The cross. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book, and so it's based on a book. And he he wrote the book, and so then he's adapt. Tyler's helping him adapt it to a show, so he's writing it. And Kim Fields has directed the first four episodes. So I don't know what it's gonna give, but that, for anybody, you can watch that if you want to. Um, Enchanted Two is gonna have Maya Rudolph and Yvette Nicole Brown playing villains in the movie. So, <laughs> if you care, the uh, Billy Porter Camilla Cabello um, Cinderella okay. is not going to theaters anymore. They're gonna put that thing on Amazon so you can watch it there. Okay. Um, Sierra and Russell also another, signed a deal, um, but they signed a deal with Amazon to make TVs and movies. They have a production company. I did not know that. Um, makes sense. And they're actually working on a project with D Wade and Gabby. They're oh, that's cute. Together. Um, and then Black Panther two is called Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and it started shooting. And Lupita had said her statement about doing the second movie that Ryan has reshaped the second movie um, in a way that is so respectful of the loss we've all experienced as a cast and as a world. So it feels spiritually and emotionally correct to do this. And hopefully, what I do look forward to is getting back together and honoring what Chadwick 
started with us and holding his light through because he left us a lot of light that we're still going to be bathing in. I know that for sure. So everybody can look out for that. But yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Two was, weeks worth. That was. That was. That was. Mm-hmm. I don't have that lot. That's. I, okay. I have a little bit. It, it, it actually was most of this week because last week I didn't. I wouldn't have had any. Just um, a few birthdays today on May 11th. It's it's a Quilla Roy's birthday. Quilla Ray. I don't Who? know. Big Pearl. Her. Oh. <laughs> Not. <laughs> it's, she's turning 24. It's a Black China's birthday. She's turning 33. And Bethel. And Bethel. And Cam New- And he's turning 32. Also. Who's turning 32? Cam Newton. Oh. Also. uh Cameron. <laughs> it's actually really sad, but what? I. Mm-mm. So DMX, after his passing, is coming out with an album, and Swiss Beats is producing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and his statement was, "My brother X was one of the most pure and rare souls I've ever met, and he lived his life dedicated to his family and music. Most of all, he was generous to." with his giving and loved his fans beyond measure this album x couldn't wait for his fans all around the world to hear and show just how much he vowed each each and every single person that has supported him unconditionally so that's nice that's supposed to be coming out may 28th okay. oh that's bad yeah also laverne cox will be replacing juliana i cannot pronounce her last name it? that one um on that part um, and so she's excited. She said, I'm so excited and deeply humbled to be hosting E's iconic red carpet coverage. And I just, I'm interested in seeing what she's doing. I think it's going to be interesting. To have I don't a black... know if have a red carpet during a pandemic. But... Oh, hey, it is what it is. And here's another first, which is two, it's, it's the first black hockey coach of the NCAA, a black woman. Oh. Congrats which is, to her. Congrats to her. Um, her name is Kelsey Colzer, and she's only 25 years old. So that's dope. I've never, I'm not a hockey I don't fan, I'd like, hockey fans. but hey. I mean, listen, black, black people can do anything. We're the originators, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that is it. All right, so boom, right? <clears throat> I'm weak. So, DJ Khaled released the album. It's not good. I actually wish she would give it up. There was a few songs that I liked, but it's forgettable. But then the on Mother's Day this past week, Nicki Minaj announced that she's coming back this coming Friday. So the Barb's are in a damn frenzy. Is she coming back with music, or is she just coming back with her? What What is she coming back with? Apparently, like, she's dropping a song. Oh, a song. Eh, okay. So the Barb's in a frenzy, but. We'll see where that goes. Take what I can get. But other than that, that's it. Real light this week. Oh, okay. Get you excited. In this 
like me to hide myself. It's not like I like being by myself. I wanna see the whip get aside myself. Whether or not to get up off this couch, whether or not to get up out this house. I wanna know what it's like to feel real good. Is this something you could prescribe, Doctor? I mean, he's so happy, she's so free. Doctor, what in the world is wrong with me? I just need some reassurance. I know my carrier won't be insuring this. If you could just be earnest, oops, I meant honest and make this promise. If any of this makes sense, let them know I wasn't crazy, just to really convince. Go, Doctor. 